The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Can you believe it's the middle of September already? It's amazing uh, that we are in the middle of September, and I just came back from a trip to Connecticut, and I could smell fall in the air. Um, not something we traditionally smell here in Phoenix, but that doesn't happen until a little bit later. But it's hard to believe that it's September. And a lot of what people don't know about September is that it is Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. And this is very dear to my heart because I have a very dear friend that's joined me on our call today, Elena K. White. And she is an ovarian cancer survivor. She's got an incredible story. Um, and... She's going to share it again. So she's been on here a couple of times, and we've shared it over and over again. And it's it's dear to my heart because we have to keep sharing it because this is really one of those cancers that when you get diagnosed, it, it could be too late. Um, so thank you, Elena, for being with me today. Thank you so much, Bonnie, for having me on your show. I, I love every time I come on here because I feel like we have a really good conversation and then people listen to our conversation and um, I know that a lot of people have been touched by um, me coming on and sharing with you. So I thank you very, very much. Oh, you're welcome. Well, it's, it's, really, it's really one of those things where I, everybody knows that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and I love the attention that it gets and I love the participation that you know all of our communities, the states and even the world participate in now. Um, and I know that there's been a lot of progress and headway on that. And I think it's really important that we let people know that September you know, also has a focus on ovarian cancer and, um, you know, that really only, you know, relates to um, women at this point. But you have such an incredible story that if we don't continue to share it. Now, I want to hear, of obviously, your story, and we're going to share it again. And, and there's the, the full story um, from a previous episode back in October of 2015. So if you, if you go back into my archives, my listeners, if you go back into my archives, on 10-15-15, um, Elena and my friend Bobby, who are both cancer survivors, were on the show, and we shared their stories. Um, and then also on 6-9-16, I had you back on, and we talked a little bit about that birthday checklist and how to make sure that you're taking care of your health and and when you're not feeling good, you know, how to really be super diligent of uh, being the master of making sure that you're getting your needs met in regards to your health. But today, we're really going to share a different side of it because not only are you a cancer survivor, um, but you're still in some treatments right now. And I'll let you fill in all the blanks on that to our listeners. But you created a program called Red Thursday. And I want you to know I've got my red lipstick on today. Um, oh, good for you. I wish 
Yay. Yeah. So I want to see a picture. I will show you a picture for sure. And um, <laughs> I'm not very good at red lipstick, though. So I know there are some tricks to that. You know, it just it seems to bleed a little bit on me. So uh, I. Oh, we should have. You know what? Someday we should do a show about lipstick because you know I'm how to of lipstick. yeah how to be able to create the perfect especially if you're wearing the dark colors and if you look at the fall season right now and all of the colors that are coming back in it's those really dark mauves and those mm-hmm. browns Burgundy. and burgundies mm-hmm. and purples even even like mm-hmm. the depth of a purple which you know are good for some skin tones not all skin tones um so, yeah, so we might need to do an, an entire show just on how to be able to create the perfect lips. So, But I got my red <laughs> lipstick on today for Red Thursday, Yay! and, and awesome. that's a foundation that you created. So I, I certainly want you to share with us a little bit about that. And then also you have an event coming up. And so for those that are listening that are here locally in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, an event called Paint the Night Red. Um, and so I want you to share about that. But first, we need to talk about ovarian cancer. And I know you have some some information that um, you want to be diligent to share with all of our listeners because this is one of those cancers that um, doesn't get diagnosed soon enough. And so please share with us how and why and then fill us in on your story again and the update as to where you're at as well. Well, thank you, Bonnie. Well, I want to talk about ovarian cancer because you are right because you kind of preluded to how much attention breast cancer gets. And I certainly appreciate that because in the cancer community, the more awareness that you have, the more early detection that you get. And truly, when it comes to all forms of cancer, they say that more than 50% of all people that when they are diagnosed with cancer, if they had been diagnosed early on, that their um, five-year survival rate is... Um, like quintupled, like literally if you get diagnosed in stage one or stage two now with effective treatments, um, there's a very, very high chance that you will um, survive past the five-year mark, which is that golden number that they use in cancer. And so it's very significant that early detection is the key and paying attention to our bodies and, you know, not denying yourself the signs when you experience them. Um, I was diagnosed at stage four with ovarian cancer and ovarian cancer, they call it the silent killer because um, most diagnoses happened either during stage three, which is later stage or stage four, and sometimes too late, far too late. Mm. Um, I have to mention because, you know, Gene Wilder just passed and... um, his wife, and of course now I'm going to have brain Rad Gilda Radner. Radner. Gilda Radner. Yeah, Gilda, Gilda Radner. Mm-hmm. I just read the most beautiful article about her that was written at the time of her death, and it was they were interviewing Gene Wilder, and he was saying, you know, how hard it was for her to get diagnosed, mm-hmm. and basically about the time she was diagnosed, I mean, she didn't have very much left to live, and yeah. um, you know, I just read another article on the Centers for Disease Control, the CDC, and they're talking about ovarian cancer. And really, the survival rates of ovarian cancer, even though we've made a lot of progress in treatment, and there's been a lot of research and dollars given to that to develop new treatment, the five-year survival rate has 
is literally unchanged. Mm. And it is because it is so hard to diagnose and doctors don't pay attention to it. Um, My own personal story, when I was diagnosed with um, the cancer, I had been in and out of the doctor's offices for um, four months. I was hospitalized three times and they still were saying, absolutely, they're, you know, you're not sick, you just have stomach pains, you have ovarian cysts, you, you know, they, they diagnosed all these other things. But the very first scan I had when you went back and looked at them, all of the history, you know, and I've worked really in, in depth with my doctor. And when we look back at the history, the very first scan I had, it was an ultrasound. The radiologist said possible, possible malignancies, um, a possible chance of um, ovarian cancer, but then they wrote not possible because patient's age is at the time I was 35. Mm. And I thought, how, how, I mean, radiologists should never, it was really, really the way it, when it was, when I read it, I just, my heart stopped because he said something's weird, but it's not possible that you could have it because you're only 35. And we're just finding out that that's not, that's not true. You know, um, you have to look extra hard. Ovarian cancer isn't just a disease for postmenopausal women any longer. Um, women younger are getting it, just like with breast cancer, women younger and younger are getting it. It's true. And so you have to be vigilant. Um, I have some really interesting numbers about ovarian cancer that I wanted to share um, specifically with your audience because I don't think, I think that we always, again, highlight about breast cancer, but we really don't understand about ovarian cancer. So um, of all the new cases of cancer, no matter the type, only 1% of those are ovarian cancer. So it's a very small percentage of all the total cancers. Ovarian cancer is only 1%. So it is already quite rare. And of that 1%, which every year there are 21,290 new cases approximately per year of ovarian cancer compared to breast cancer, which last year was 261,000. So nearly 10, more than 10 times as much um, new breast cancer um, cases versus ovarian cancer. Um, and of, of those, there are over um, 14,500 deaths, so 14,500 deaths per year. So the, the rate is about 47% of deaths. Wow. Um, yeah. 47% is um, rate of death that don't make it five years, basically, is what it is. Wow. So it's, That's a lot. I didn't yes. think it was that high. Yes, it is. It's that high. Compared to breast cancer, you know, and breast cancer, the survival rate, the five-year survival rate is 90%. So 90% of women that get breast cancer make it the five-year mark. So it's more than double that of ovarian cancer. Yeah. So is it is it the obviousness of it? Like, I might be able to feel a lump in my breast. I don't know something's going on internally inside of my body. Yes. Yes, that's exactly it. And because the 
one test that isn't all-inclusive, but definitely does um, give an indication of ovarian cancer. It's the CA125 test. That blood test um, is not a regular blood test. It is not done like in your annual panel. It's not done. It is a very specific, it actually tests inflammation in your body. So even if that number is elevated, it doesn't mean that you have ovarian cancer. They would have to do other testing to determine ovarian cancer. And even possibly like in my case, I actually, the CA125, I never had that blood test done and all of the medical testing that I had, that one was never done. But um, what they ended up having to do is actually did a laparoscopic to open me up because of the pain that I was having was so severe. So let's talk about being or not getting diagnosed properly because I obviously was eventually diagnosed, but I wasn't diagnosed properly. And this is what women um, happens to women all the time. I would I would say that you know ninety percent of those cases they're stage three, stage four. They have extreme pain, they have bloating, they have constipation, intermittent with diarrhea. They will have um, swelling of the abdomen. So like you feel like you're having your period, but it just um, continues on that bloating. Um, You also may have problems with urination. You may have problems um, with low back pain. You also, um, you know, there's the fatty drape that comes over our abdomen. It's called the omentum. Ovarian cancer and omental cancer are essentially the same cells. So it just depends upon where it starts. Does it start in the ovaries or does it start in the omentum? Well, because that fatty drape goes across the front of our abdomen, it actually climbs up. So it will start in your ovaries and it will climb up and then rest up underneath your rib cage. Um, it, so it can be very painful. You can you know, not be able to feel like you could take a deep breath in. Um, but because... Abdominal pain is so variant. You know, you think, do I, you know, do I have indigestion? Do I have, you know, did I eat something bad? And it comes and goes depending upon how acute or inflamed your abdomen is at the time. That it's really, really hard to detect. For me, I was thinking I had bad indigestion. I was, then I was thinking, well, my period was kind of off and not totally right. So, I was thinking, well, maybe I just am having some strange female issue. Um, It was extremely hard to diagnose. At one point, I went to the hospital. I had a 103-degree fever, and it was climbing. And they treated me for um, a bacterial infection in my stomach. And um, what I know now was I had probably had a bowel blockage because the tumors were so bad and and impeding on my bowels that my digestion couldn't be normal. And so that was extremely difficult um, diagnosis. They, they just, because the pain was moving all the time, that they had a hard time, you know, determining what was wrong with me. Yeah. I had had three CT scans. Um, I had hospital, um, in hospital ultrasounds. I had doctor room, doctor's office visit ultrasounds. And they just were like, yeah, you just have really bad um, ovarian cysts. 
not paying attention to, I had giant tumors. I mean, some of the tumors that, I, that they removed from me when I was finally diagnosed were um, bigger than a baseball. They were, they were, they were large. But did they think size, that they were hard did, masses? Did they think that they were just cysts, or did they not see the tumors? They, I always compare it to you're looking for a needle in a haystack. They were looking for a needle in a haystack instead of panning out and looking at the big picture and realizing that the haystack was literally oh, on fire. Oh, okay, that makes that because makes more sense the, to me. Some of the tumors, like I said, they were large and I had tumors on every organ in my abdomen, my stomach, my bladder, my kidneys, my did, liver. It just doesn't make sense that they didn't see those. Now, let me ask you this from a woman's perspective just before we go to break and then certainly we can, you know, finish out your story then. Were you having mm-hmm. any irregularities with your your monthly cycle? I definitely was having irregular irregularities with my monthly cycle. I would say that I never really had those before, but I was having such severe pain and the pain was outside of a menstrual cycle. Right. So you so, so you so you didn't put two and two yeah. together with p- potentially no. organs, your female organs, your period even though things were irregular. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I could tell them that I felt like I could feel my ovaries ovulating. Like right. I said, right. I yeah, feel because like it, this activity. If a, if a woman's in tune with her body, she can feel that. Yes. Yeah. And, but it was so heightened and, and, and just in such amount of pain. Like, can you imagine that everything inside of you is just on fire? On fire. Yeah. And yes. And for me, I mean, when I was finally diagnosed, my uterus had actually prolapsed down into my pelvis because the tumors were so great. My body didn't know what to do. So my uterus was actually down into my pelvis and my body was actually trying to expel it. Yeah. Like my, my uterus was going to come out. And so I was, I, I was bedridden. I literally could not walk before well, they finally did yeah. surgery. Well, we're going to take a break right now, and when we come back, yeah. we're going to hear the rest of your story, but there's, you know, because there's another couple parts to it, but, um, you know, you just became very passionate about making sure that other cancer patients were getting help, and that's where Red Thursday Foundation came in. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be back with Elena and the Red, Fo- Red Thursday Foundation. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Where are you getting your advice on buying, selling, or maintaining your most important asset, your home? Is it from a reality show on cable TV, a comparison website, or are you just flying by the seat of your pants and gut instinct? Stop now before you make another move. 
Tune into Real Real Estate Today with host and realtor Deb Tomorrow. You can't afford to play guesswork when it comes to your new or existing home. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. I know that I introduced my guest as my friend here, um, Elena, um, but I want to give you a little bit more insight about Elena. So she's a speaker, mentor, author um, of an anticipated memoir of Red Thursday, which is about her personal struggle to beat stage four ovarian cancer. And as she's been sharing her story in the first segment here, um, it wasn't over. Like there was so much more to it than just, hey, you have stage four ovarian cancer. So she's going to share the rest of that with us. But Elena is a single mom of two and, you know, and she consults um, in the professional beauty industry, which is how we got to know each other. And um, so she works with salons and stylists with top brands in the industry. So she's connecting in the world of beauty um, in such a profound way. And even with all of the treatments and, and uh, you know, chemotherapies and everything that she's been going through, she hasn't really stopped being this professional in the beauty world, which is in her own right, you know, amazing. Like it's, it's I admire all that she does and all that you are, Miss Elena. But most importantly, she's the founder of the Red Thursday Foundation, and it's a nonprofit organization that she shares her personal journey of cancer survival. And her goal is to be able to offer financial resources and um, and health advocacy for these cancer patients. And that's not just ovarian cancer patients, and she'll share more on that as well. But I wanted to make sure everybody knew the power of this young woman, um, not just based on what she's gone through, but what she's up to and she's up to some really big things so 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 Elena we left off from the first segment here that you know this is this is that silent killer cancer because when you get diagnosed you could potentially be in stage three or even stage four which means that um you know, there's it has to be some pretty radical treatments, and there's the possibility that it has spread, um, and which was one of the things that you were uh, sharing with us. But I want to touch base a quick here on some of the symptoms. You know, extreme pain um, in your abdomen, bloating, swelling, constipation, lower back pain, irregular periods. Um, all of those things were things that you went to the doctors to over and over again and they be based on your age being 35 at the time they just kept saying oh it's you know stomach problems or an infection type of thing uh, but you were diligent in saying no and then when you finally when you know even with three cat scans and ultrasounds and all of these things where they're looking on the inside they're not seeing the obviousness of something's terribly wrong but then by the time they finally diagnosed you you went into you went into some treatments some pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. I, I had my third, from the day that I was diagnosed, 
to um, my surgery, and keep in mind, they had to assemble a whole team. I mean, I, I had, had to have a radical, what they call cancer debulking surgery. And that surgery was a seven-hour surgery where they went in and removed as much cancer as possible. Um, it took them eight days to get that surgery scheduled, and I actually had my surgery um, three days before Christmas. So I spent the next 10 days of recovery in the hospital, and they actually, you know, put the port in my chest where, um, so that I could get chemotherapy in that port and would go directly into my bloodstream. So as with chemotherapy, you can't just have it put into the, um, what they call your peripheral veins, which is like your veins in your hands and your um, arms or down in your um, lower extremities. And so you had to have this port in my chest, and I had that put in, and then Within two days of me getting out of the hospital, I started what they call dose-dense chemotherapy, and it's weekly, very high doses of chemotherapy. I had the carboplatin and taxol, which anyone who's been through cancer, especially breast cancers or female cancers, has probably had carboplatin and taxol. Very toxic um, type of chemotherapy where you're extremely sick, and um, it, it definitely, you know, I went back to work. After I recovered from my surgery and I worked through that chemotherapy, but my job was really great to help me get through treatment and um, still be able to maintain my job. And when I was going through treatment, when I got to the end of it, my CA-125, which is that tumor marker number, had gone down. And um, they effectively told me that I was in remission or what I like to call no evidence of disease. And I was in no evidence of disease for about six months. And about a couple of months into that six months, I started having some headaches. I started having um, some strange, um, like, confusion. And, you know, those that know me, I'm pretty pretty articulate. I, I usually say my mind. I'm... You know, I drive a lot and I'm on the go. So for me to have some problems, I went to my doctor in January and he said to me, Elena, you, you're just depressed. You've been through a lot. A lot of times we deal with grief in a very hard way and you're just used to producing at a certain level and you're not, you need time to heal. And so I took that and, you know, I, I continued on and on, um, it's actually the day before St. Patrick's Day, um, March 16, 2015, I had a stroke. And I, when I had the stroke, it was due to the fact that I had ovarian cancer growing in my brain and um, had to have a radical um, craniotomy followed by radiation directly onto my brain and followed by more chemotherapy. And so it is very, I mean, I will tell you that, you know, I have a lot of faith in my life and it was by God's grace that I was not more damaged based on the um, stroke that I had, that I didn't have any, you know, reaction after that, no aftermath. I didn't have any paralysis or difficulty speaking. Um, I I was very fortunate. Um, I did have, you know, another regimen of chemotherapy and I finished in August of last year, so it's been a year now, and I was, again, to a point where they said, you have no evidence of disease, and that lasted for a few months, and then I, again, in um, March, so it was like a bad dream, you know, I'm 
I'm not I'm not superstitious, but I'm thinking this year March I'm going to have a lot better March because again here I was in March and I had another um, incident where it was not really a stroke, but I had an episode, sort of like a mini stroke, and they found that the the cancer was regrowing in the same spot in my brain. So we followed it by more um, radiation. And um, this time I was really seeking out what could I do that was an alternative to chemotherapy because I really didn't want to put my body through that. I wanted to preserve the health that I have as much as possible. Um, In April, I turned 38 years old. I am a single mother of two kids. I do have to work and support for for my children and myself. Um, Plus, my job provides me my health insurance. So it's really, really critical that I continue working. And I just was looking for different avenues of treatment. I had gone to two different doctors that I was referred to for drug trials for immunotherapy. Immunotherapy is the newest breaking science in cancer treatment to where they actually work on the immune T cells that our body produces to fight the cancer. And so I was very fortunate in June, and I will tell you from March to June, the cancer went, my CA125 numbers went from 250 um, to almost 4,000. So I really did have almost an active stage three stage three and a half um, ovarian cancer um, happening in my body. I mean, I had tumors. I had pain. Um, I was suffering greatly, but I was able to go to the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, which they have one in Goodyear, Arizona, and um, meet a really amazing doctor. His name is Dr. Glenn Weiss. He is a the lead researcher for them. Um, at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and he is doing groundbreaking research with immunotherapy and combining it with a type of chemotherapy. So it actually allows our body to not only fight fight the cancer with our own immune system, but also bolster the fighting with chemotherapy. Mm, so okay. um, it now, is really incredible. I have a question, and it was pretty sure. far back, but I wanted you to continue on with your story because I'm sure other listeners are thinking, how on earth did they say that you there was no evidence of disease and you now have ovarian cancer in your brain? Like, if they're checking your body, how did they miss that something was forming in your brain? So, one of the things that happens is when they do PET scan, which PET scan uses... Um, it uses a type of um, radioactive mm-hmm. isotope that reacts to the cancer. Well, when they use the PET scan, they actually don't ever scan your head. They scan from the neck down. And so all of the PET scans that I had, all of the blood testing, the CA-125 will not appear elevated for ovarian cancer growing in the brain. So and, it and was just, just missed. Aside, it was just missed. It was, it was just completely missed. Okay. Like there would be no reason to suspect that it would go to my brain because it, it is very rare. I mean, when you talk about um, ovarian cancer becoming metastatic, there is a course, a progression of uh, metastasis that happens, and the, it doesn't automatically 
go to the brain. It would go to the lungs, sometimes to the bones, sometimes, um, you know, to other areas of the body. But the brain is not really one of them. I mean, I have um, heard of other women with ovarian cancer that went to the brain, but it is extremely rare. Okay, I got mean, it. So it, this, is not, yes. this is not common. It is very rare, like, but, but they did catch like, it. They did catch it. I had to have that episode. Yeah. And I will tell you that, you know, that pain and that incident with the stroke was one of the very most scary times that I've ever experienced in a traumatic episode. That was yeah. very scary. Good. Um, so the, but, so let's go back to where you were at, though. With the, you're, so you're now getting treated with Cancer Centers of America. Yes. And that's going so, well? It is going unbelievably well. I mean, really, the doctors are very impressed by my, um, my body's response to the treatment. Um, this, treatment it, this treatment has history, and it's, it's important to know melanoma is a form of skin cancer that is extremely deadly. Um, it is like ovarian cancer in that it's an epithelial cancer. Epithelial is like think of our skin or epidermis, so it grows on top of um, it goes on top of organs. Um, melanoma does that same sort of um, growth pattern, how it grows on our skin, and then it goes along the nerve channels and it spreads. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. ovarian cancer does similarly on the inside, and as a result, um, they are using a treatment that was developed for melanoma on um, ovarian cancer patients. So it's, it's pretty, um, it's, it's incredibly um, what I would call groundbreaking research. And I know that there's only a few, I don't know the total number of patients that they are doing this drug trial on specifically in Goodyear, but you can research the drug trial on um, drugtrials.gov. The information is out there about it. The drug that I'm getting, the immunotherapy drug, is called Pembrose Plus. And the type of chemotherapy, the plus means it's going to include a type of chemotherapy. So I'm Pembrose Plus doxorubicillin, which is a type of chemotherapy. Mm, And after three treatments, my tumor masses in my body have been reduced by 46%. And my CA125 went from 3,500 to 500. Mm, so that's so really it, good it, news. It, it's like they're so excited about it. Actually, I'm going to be talking to Cancer Treatment Centers of America, sharing my story more with them and their marketing team. Um, they just asked me, so I'm very honored by that. Um, but really, because it's so powerful that this um, new treatment, and it's going to be able to help so many women out there that get ovarian cancer that get to a crossroads like I did where I decided, you know what, I don't want to kill my body any longer. I want to preserve my health as much as possible. And having more chemotherapy, to me, in my heart, was not the best answer. Right. And. Right. So, am, so you found um, some other you found some other choices. That's good. Now, you're you're still in treatment with Cancer Centers of America, but in the process between having cancer the second and the third time, um, you know, because we've got to take a break here in a couple of minutes. I want you to introduce to our audience and our listeners what Red Thursday is about and um, 
we can we can certainly we'll tell the story of it when we come back after this break but just tell us what red thursday is about and how you're helping other cancer patients red thursday is um the nonprofit that was started based on my story of going through treatment the very first time and I wore red cowboy boots every single week when I went to my treatment and my red lipstick and it was my mantra of empowerment to say I was going to survive that ovarian cancer was not going to take me and um, so Red Thursday is about encouraging, inspiring and sharing hope and really it's a ca- my story is the catalyst for it but every day all the time I meet new patients who um, inspire me to continue to share my story and to grow and to really encourage patients to, you know, be their own advocate, to look for ways to make their life better despite having cancer. I always say cancer for me, it changed my life in that it gave me a platform to speak and share. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was about the beauty industry. And for me, it's not, it's not even the beauty industry. But is that's, the beauty of it, but that's the beauty it, of it. That's the beauty of it. It is really about, you know, helping other patients get through it and giving them the soft skill support that, you know, you can, you, you, it is such a mental game to get through chemotherapy. It is such an emotional um, and mental Drain, so you have to have a lot to bolster. So I've been able to write and share and encourage and empower men and women with all different types of cancer. And then at the same time, the foundation was put together because I want to be able to raise money to help them not only do those things, but also you got to meet their basic needs. We, we need to make sure that they're able to feed their family and put a roof over their head and get, get to treatment. Get a ride so, to the doctors or maybe have a meal. Get a ride to the doctor, so, right? whatever they need. Like we want to do those things, but we want to also talk about how they're going to mentally and emotionally get through it and where they're going to go afterwards. And if you have a goal to make your life better while in treatment, you know, it's a, it's a tipping point for people where they're at in their life and where they want to go. And I've always said... I continue to live like I didn't have cancer. You know, yes, there were days I was sick, but I went out and I did all of the things that I wanted to do, traveled, did my job, built my career, met amazing people. I continued life. And so that's really a lot of the message that we share with them with that Thursday is like, you can still live. You're not dying. And if you choose life. You will be better. That is an incredible spirit to have. Okay, so we're going to go back on break. So I hope that this story is is really resonating with some people. Not, you know, you may know somebody or you may know somebody that that is is not well and can't get a diagnosis. And maybe this is helping kind of, you know, direct you a little bit. Um, if you have a story that you want to be able to share with us, then please email me at bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. You could also go on my Facebook page, Beauty Inside and Out Show, and pop me a message. Um, follow me on Twitter or, or message me on Twitter, Bonnie Bonadeo one So we'll be right back, and we're going to talk more about Red Thursday, but we're also going to talk about the event coming up here in Phoenix, which is Paint the Night Red. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? 
Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. I'm back here with Elena K. Wright, and she is a soon-to-be three-time cancer survivor um, from ovarian cancer. And, of course, this September is uh, Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month, and it has its own month, and it needs to have more attention in this own month because it really is one of the silent killers because people don't get diagnosed soon enough, fast enough, and it seems to be a struggle for that that diagnosis to be narrowed down. Um, and she shared with us all of the, you know, symptoms, some of the, the frustrations and all of it of getting diagnosed. Um, in light of that, she ended up creating a, a foundation called Red Thursday because she wore her boots, red boots, and red lipstick every time she went in for a chemo treatment. And it's turned into this supportive system. So I know that a lot of people like to donate money or create foundations to be able to go into research, but you kind of took it on a little bit of a different angle. You wanted your foundation to help people in can- cancer patients of any uh, type of cancer to help patients just maintain that level of daily life and to be able to continue to thrive in their life even while going through treatment. Yes. So um, with Red Thursday, I mean, we, we talked about having financial support for them. And I will say Red Thursday Foundation, we are a startup nonprofit. So we are having our very first fundraiser um, called Paint the Night Red. It's September 29th at the Legacy Golf Resort in Phoenix, Arizona. And, you know, a lot of people have talked to me about what I saw as a vision of Red Thursday, and um, I I really started, you know, three main pillars, which was encourage, inspire, and share hope, because, you know, cancer patients, their support systems, whether it's their family or their friends, they want to encourage that person in their life, and sometimes they don't know what they want to do to do that, and so for me, I wore red to start supporting myself. And then in turn, people saw that and they were like, oh my gosh, I can wear red. That's easy because you can only get so many meals delivered to your door. You can only get so many people to drive you. You can only have so many people sit with you at chemo. And so there was this <laughs> network of you know, salon professionals, friends, family, literally all over the world who wanted to encourage me. And so what they did is they wore red and they would post pictures and it started out sort of like a social media campaign. And then... In turn, it is just spread. And we started doing random acts of kindness 
where we would go to chemo um, centers and we would bring um, treats or we would bring um, roses or we would bring um, lip balm or, you know, whatever is red that we could find that we could either get donated or, you know, find um, to do and um, just make it a good time in chemo. Um, Chemotherapy is scary. It is a very um, difficult, like, time where you, it's sad. You look around you and there's these men and women that are really depressed. They don't want to be there. They're fighting for their lives. Sometimes they're very sick. And so instead of making it a sad, dismal place, turning that around and having a party, I mean, when I have gone through treatment every single time, we um, played cards. We shared good stories. We laughed. We had a good time. And even if I didn't feel the best, that energy given to me helped me stay happy and healthy and feel good and get through it and have good memories of those times instead of being in a sad, scary place. Yeah, that's nice. Well, I love I love the idea of Red Thursday that you're really helping people that need it in the moment. Um, and then Paint the Night Red is a fundraiser, right? So it's a dinner. Yes. And it's a fundraiser. So it's, a, it's a dinner. We're going to have um, live music. We have a silent auction happening. We The Legacy Golf Resort is so beautiful. And the venue there, I mean, they, they were really generous with us and giving us the space. And um, I will say that um, Paul Mitchell um, product line, um, hair care company, they are also supporting this. Um, that was really awesome for me to be able to talk to them and share my story and get them involved. Um, and um, Arizona Oncology, which is, um, I, I did go to Arizona Oncology for most of my cancer journey. Um, they are also a part of it and helping out. Um, I did a, uh, an event, well, not an event, but I did a, something that was very personal to me for my birthday this year. Um, my birthday is April 28th, and it happened to be on a Thursday, so I wanted, like, a super red Thursday this year. And we, I worked with a local florist, um, Arizona, um, Arizona Family Forest. Um, they helped me get um, some beautiful long-stem red roses, and we went to the Arizona Oncology Office at the Biltmore, which they service um, about at least 200 patients a day, if not more, um, there at that location. Gosh, probably a lot more than that. During the time that we were there, we brought over 300 red roses, and we gave them to all the staff and the patients that were there that day and um, made sure that, you know, everybody had a good time and um, was really special for me because those um, doctors and nurses there have, given so much of their own life to me and helping me get through my um, treatment. So I wanted to really do something for them. And it was incredible because, um, you know, all the news, um, local news, and then it made national news. They got a hold of that story, um, my story, and shared it. And that has really started, I mean, Red Thursday was already well on its way, but it just sort of push that forward and, and in a way that, I mean, I have so many people contacting me, wanting to be a part, wanting to volunteer, wanting to give their time and resources. And, um, you know, I, 
I would have never in my whole life imagined that, you know, doing this type of work um, would be where my heart is going and where it's at. And um, I am just overwhelmed at how blessed I am to not only be thriving in this disease, not just surviving, but thriving with this disease, but also to be able to touch so many people and to help them get through their own journey. Um, it is, I mean, it's, it's really such a humbling experience. It's, it's very emotional for me because I, I can't even fathom that this would, this would have been my life's work. If you would have asked me five years ago, where are you going to be in five years? This is certainly not anything I would have imagined. Yeah. And yet it's been, I mean, you can say, if you say, I am better for having had cancer than not, that is a very bold statement. It's a really bold and, statement. And then it's not about the cancer. That, that's, that's the one thing that I always say, you know, it's, it's about taking your cir- circumstances and looking at them and changing your perspective. And, and that is what's powerful. Yeah. You, we can all say that something's the worst that's ever happened to us, right? But if you look at that moment and if you became a champion in that moment, then that story, that turning point, that, that changes the world. That makes a difference in the world. Yeah. And so that's, that's how I see. And really, where Red Thursday is going, I mean, truly, I will tell you that I have so many ideas. I, I, have, I talk to people all the time trying to gain support and financial support or um, hands, you know, manpower to do these things. And, um, you know, for me, I, I really think the sky's the limit. Like, as many people as we can serve and teach and be an advocate for, be a financial research source for them, um, give them counseling about grief support or, um, you know, survivor. Like, how, how do you become a survivor? What does that look like? Where can you go with your life? Um, sometimes they may need new job, you know, because they're not going to be able to do the job that they did before. Um, sometimes they need nutritional counseling. Um, so I look so at let's, all those. Yeah, so let's look at, let's narrow down. How do we want to create a call to action for our listeners to support you at Red Thursday? So, so there's today, financial was, financial support. There's volunteer support. So how volunteer. do they financially support you? They could go to redthursday.org. They can buy a ticket to our event September 29th. If they don't live locally, they can buy a ticket and donate it to a cancer patient that can attend in their stay. Or they can just make a financial donation. You can do that on redthursday.org also. If they want to volunteer, they just can go to the website and actually contact me directly through the website. Or they can email me directly, e-white, E-W-I-G-H-T, at redthursday.org. Um, I mean, there they can also connect with me on Facebook. I know a lot of people, they send me messages. Um, they have a family member or a friend that has cancer, and they've asked me to personally contact the, that patient. I personally reach out to patients nearly one to five in any given day. I mean, I have, because people are desperate for 
um, connecting with other patients or connecting with survivors. With, yeah, and somebody that has some, some spirit, some life like you do, which is mm-hmm. really good. That's really kind. Mm-hmm. So we've got, mm-hmm. so you got this foundation, redthursday.org, and it's, it's a pretty new foundation. So you're looking to gain some support and financial support is a great way to start so that you can do these little things for the patients as you start building up, um, you know, that opportunity for people to support you in, uh, the donations, um, the volunteerism is going to be a big part of it because you're going to want to be able to help people to be able to do that. So let me just repeat here for everybody so that they know it's redthursday.org. Um, you can go on there and on there you can create donation. You can reach out to Elena directly. Um, there's also Paint the Night Red, which is an event that's happening on September 29th here in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, so at evening... To be able to uh, raise funds, silent auction, music, all that good stuff. So if you buy a ticket to that, I love what you just said, though. It's like if you don't live here and you can't make it, you can buy a ticket for a cancer patient that can attend locally. And you'll help Mm -hmm. coordinate that. You'll help make those connections, right? Well, and I'm working with Arizona Oncology. Plus, I have, I mean, I... I personally know a lot of patients that would love to come that couldn't necessarily afford to buy a ticket themselves, and we want to make sure that they're going to be there so that they can have a great night of fun and also connect with other people. Um, I That's one thing about Red Thursday. I always thought it would be a way to co- connect others. I know, Bonnie, you are a big proponent of connecting with others. That's kind of who you are mm-hmm. and that's how I feel about Red Thursday you know it's a way for cancer patients to connect with other patients or survivors and um, you know I I, I in, t- in time see us having you know like a community center where people can come and connect locally in Arizona and maybe you know as it grows in other parts of the country too um, but I want to talk about the beauty side of this really quick because you know, the beauty industry is near and dear to my heart, and one of the things with, about Red Thursday is that we wanted to really um, reach out to the hairdressing community and um, offer, you know, cancer. When cancer hits a hairdresser or someone in the beauty profession, whether you're an esthetician or a nail tech, you know, if you're not able to do your physical job behind your um, station or at the chair, um, you can't make money. And that is a very hard thing. Right. So we, you know, with Red Thursday, networking in the salon community, um, going out and supporting those salons where maybe one of their team members got has cancer. Yeah, because or, you can't work. I mean, there's going to be, that's a very physical and demanding work. job. So good. So Red Thursday is going to really support and help. Um, the beauty industry, which is, you know, which is what we're all about. You know, I, 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 the show's called Beauty Inside and Out for a reason because, you know, you might not feel beautiful on the inside while you're going through these type of treatments and everything, but certainly there's a whole beauty industry on the outside that can support you, and I know that Red Thursday is going to be it. Now, I want everybody that is here locally to attend the event on September 29th, and let's help Elena raise some funds and and make an impact here. Um, And, uh, you know, wear red on Thursdays is just another way to support it if that's all you can do at this point in time. And we do have one other event here locally in Arizona, too, for our hairdressing and our beauty professional community, which is Club Intrigue. That's going to be on October 16th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. at BLK Live in Scottsdale. And we're going to be, again, uh, uh, accepting donations for Red Thursday. And um, reach out to Elena. 
if you are in this industry Please. and you need that support, uh, go to redthursday.org. That's how you can find her. And um, I look forward to hearing people's stories. But more importantly, you know, be aware of ovarian cancer symptoms and um, have an awareness that based on what you heard today, share it with other people so that we're spreading the word and allowing other people to be more insightful on their own health. So thanks for being with us today. Um, Elena, I love you. You are a, you are a warrior uh, for everybody. You are a spirit for many. And um, I wish you so much health and happiness. And I know you're going to be back on because we've got so many more projects in, uh, in the works. And Thanks for being Yay. here today. And thanks, everybody, for, Thank for allowing Beauty Inside and Out to be this vessel to share these stories and this important um, work that we're, that we're doing here and to be able to spread more beauty, right? Yeah. Thank you, Bonnie, for having me so very much. Thank you. All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week.